boys and girls, children of all ages, special people, vampires, homeless, rich, poor. We are back. My Thai happy hour is back. We are ready to party. Even though I am so exhausted, it's absolutely ridiculous. I had the joy and pleasure of sitting in traffic today, coming out of the Lincoln Tunnel for about two hours. What did we just hear? Did you just have uh, your Instagram talk to yeah, us? Yeah, my Instagram was talking. Sorry about That's that. That's okay. I forgive you. Your Instagram can talk to it's us. It was a paradox. It was kind of strange. It was very weird. We are joined by our, our fourth seat today. is filled by our little child, Gabe, who's now a man. Hi, Gabe. And literally, we baptized him. It was weird. It was so weird. Now you're a man. Exactly. I mean, it's not like bar mitzvahed, but he's he no longer has to wear the evil eye. So let me ask you a question, George. Sure. Had we known... In any way ahead of time that he wanted to sit in tonight, what would his theme music be? Um. Oh, you know what we use for his theme music? What's that? The Mrs. Theme music. Oh, yeah, because he's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Can you take your phone off of the mic cables just sure. in case? Because God knows we are technologically unsavvy in this in this studio. Having problems. And you know what the studio is? It's my dining room. It is your dining room. Guys, can we talk for well first of all, I guess we should introduce people because uh, we are I'd not say. we are not alone today. I mean, sitting to the left is the Lord of Darkness himself. Kurt. Thank you as always. So happy to be here and we'll see with Gabe, Mr. Cookies. So excited. You are like the Lord of Podcasts, so I'm just excited that you want to choose us every week. I mean, that alone makes me excited. Yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to reboot my show. Uh, uh, Unearthly Remains? Yes, which is oh, like nice. a cult. A cult well, you cult know who to call that for stuff. that. Of course. No, I, I mean, know a lot of weirdos that I want to call and schedule for that. Like, so. I actually have spent way too much. I mean, every book I read this year in my quest to read a book every month has been a cult book so far. And uh, I so you're gonna go twelve for twelve with cult books. Was well, the only man here who's trying to form his own cult? I think. Well, I sh- no, no, not try successfully. You successfully formed your own cult. I've successfully formed my own cult. I mean, you haven't gotten come after yet by the FBI, or the CIA, but nonetheless, I, I feel like it's a pretty pretty successful. I'm trying. I'm trying really, really hard. It's just you know, I'm trying to get four hundred one c k'd right now, and like. Not pay taxes, but that's not working. Is well. that like Louis C.K. when someone's in the corner? No, I just guessed. I just guessed. <laughs> How are you enjoying those Greek Easter cookies? Um, they, I know they're home home baked. Yes. Um, and if it's your mom or your sisters, who I hear all of them are great bakers, I believe I've tasted all their delicacies. As someone who enjoys sweets, uh, they are always my favorite here. Well, next time I have like a, a Greek thing, I'll invite you to our house when they or my parents' house. I love Greek food, and uh, you know you could. Just, I had Greek last night. You might have to grow a mustache out. I had a spanakopita. You had a spanakopita last night. Yeah. Was it from Costco or from an actual place? It was from a Greek place. Because you know the, the ones that they have at Costco are like exceptional. Oh, right, I'll keep that in mind. You know what? Uh, Whole Foods makes a pretty decent one too. Well, nice. Do you Good know what know. I want to talk about right now? What French crullers? Are you going to introduce Hambone or no? Hambone's just always here. Yeah, like, I mean, he'll, he'll I, play I my wanted, song. He'll play my song later. I'll pop. It's it's at, fine. At I just th- wanted to hear she's crafty. At this point, <laughs> we might as well just save his theme music for the end because it just gets. No, we're gonna play it right now. <laughs> George. Hey everybody. <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets old. So as I was saying, I've come to the conclusion that the French cooler is the best donut ever made. Especially the chocolate-coated one. Do we agree? Wholeheartedly. 
I mean, but but like, what standards are you saying? Like a Dunkin' so Donuts? The French, cr- donut, the French cooler, and I don't know what makes it a French cooler. It's like the one crawler? that's kind of rippled, cruller, cooler. It's it's rippled, and yeah. it maintains yeah, its course. softness way past the expiration date of more, most donuts. It's the croissant of it's donuts. Croissant. It like it is like a donut or whatever the hell those things are called. Cronut. The cronut, but um, even better. I wouldn't. You know what? I can't not agree with that. It's probably one of my all-time favorite donuts. Unless you know when you can get like I used to know when the Dunkin' Donuts by me made the donuts on premises. And we're just saying D and D. And very it few do be, that right yeah, now. Um, almost none. And um, so I used to know on a Tuesday night at around eleven thirty, they were taking the hot chocolate donuts out of the glazing area so it was like i was getting like super hot you know so that's uh, chocolate glaze is awesome but crawler mm. yeah you know back in the connections days uh the, the doorman used to tell us that there was a certain magic time because there was a dunkin donuts that was half a block away from connections in Clifton, new jersey and then he's like there's a magic time where if you go you can take a shit in a clean bathroom and then come out to fresh hot donuts it it and all, all is right in the world all is right in the world. I just I was only thinking about this because I got one this morning and then uh, was in a rush to get to New York City and forgot it and then just ate it five minutes ago and it was still good. Oh, that's, awesome. that's very rare. It only works from usually stuffed donuts like jelly donuts or 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 whatever. But I don't know. They don't have an interior though, so it probably stays moist with that you know glaze. The other thing is the butternut donuts. It's so hard to find butternut. They usually do coconut. Well, the one by us over on uh, Belleville Ave now has butternut and butternut chocolate butternut. Really? Yeah, which is very rare. Very, very rare. Sounds killer. That sounds like it would kill me because I'd eat them all. And the donut of the month is the caramel chocolate death donut. What? Yeah, it's like chocolate. I was going to ask, are you like a, a, like a normal donut guy? Like cinnamon powder, can you, blah, can, blah, blah. Can you speak to your old job anymore? Yeah, and of course. No, so, I would tell Totally. So everybody should know that Ken was once the uh, regional district. Mo- uh, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I was he was. He was the Lord Overlord of Starbar- yeah. Starbucks in uh, in the region of Essex County. Starfucks. I don't know. Old but I now it. really would like to know more about. Like so, they just opened up a Starbucks in Verizon. Uh, it's in the actual, but it's a real Starbucks. It takes the app, which I guess is what certifies it as a Starbucks. Yes, and, I, I agree with that. And, kind of, sorta. And I would like to know: is there any of their food baked at all? Like, what is in a Starbucks egg? Egg? No, 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 no. Really? Because like Dunkin' Donuts eggs don't look like normal eggs. Um, they look like you an egg, and they cut it like like a, when you took like when you sectioned out a pig, like a. A, a fetal pig in college, like in layers. That's what it kind of looks like. You know, there's a point where I just stop reading the ingredient lists, but I will say a few things. Like when I started there, they there was a lot of processed stuff. So I did see them make a big change over the course of a number of years to make things less processed. So I give them a pat on the back there. But, um, you know, first off, everything's baked at a, usually a central bakery that serves a number of states. So it doesn't – the central bakery on her, here serves New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. And then it's shipped out to all the stores. And that's a lot of stores, you know, if you think about it. Um, so the stuff is, you know, flash frozen. Uh, they used to sell a lot fresh. We used to get a lot of stuff fresh unless it, like – by our standard a day, by a, a store standard, it was like a week. You know, some of this stuff 
even pre-trans fat, but like before they banned trans fat, like a lot of that stuff lasted like two, three weeks. That's frightening. Uh, like the lemon loaf. And I always tell everyone, <laughs> like the lemon loaf shrunk. Once they took the trans fat out and started making stuff more natural, the lemon loaf shrunk three sizes. So if someone who's like a regular wow. Starbucks person, like I am, maybe maybe him, I am. I'm a Dunkin' Donuts per- person, but I'm forced to at Starbucks yeah. because of Verizon. What do you recommend people actually eat if they have to eat something off the menu? Uh, oatmeal, because the oatmeal is instant oatmeal. It's a multi-grain oatmeal. You get the toppings on the side, so you can actually control. That's something, as someone who wanted to eat healthy, my go-tos were the oatmeal, uh, the fruit and cheese plate, because you, know, you can't what go about, wrong with fruit and cheese. What about less than healthy? What about just, I won't die? You want to die? You I won't die. No, no, yeah, that stuff is, is the Everything's stuff that's... pretty good? No, like... Like the stuff I mentioned, like the stuff that's stripped down, and that's anywhere you go. Anywhere you could get the food stripped down is probably your healthiest bet. If you want to kill yourself, if you want to do something crazy, I could always tell you crazy as drinks that we used to make from blending brownies and frappuccinos to, uh, you know, I, I have a litany of craziness that even customers would order. Uh, We'll, we'll save that for another yeah, yeah, time of course. because I think Hambone wants to talk about a drink. A drink. A drink. It's Hambone Spring Flings. Third week. Today we've got a really good drink. Uh, I'm going with really refreshing drinks for spring. Something that really is uh, going to make you feel real good and also not really weigh you down. So what we're going to make today is a mint julep. Ever had a mint julep, George? I've had a mint julep, usually on vacation, usually down south somewhere. Yep. It is great for when you're watching the Kentucky Derby or you're just trying to take the edge off in the heat. The ingredients are super simple. You know, I used to drink. You can ask me if I had a mint julep. Ken, have you had a mint julep? I have. Did you like it when you had it? Not really. <laughs> a mint julep is kind of like a mojito, isn't it? It's kind of like a mojito, except it's made with bourbon instead of rum. So My palate wasn't cultured in that way then. You know, I, I understand that completely because I started getting into fancy drinks when I was on tour and bartenders would be like, hey, I want to try something out. And I would say, is it free? So that's how I l- learned to love the White Russian. Yeah, diner placemats got me into a lot of those drinks. And, you know, I've always loved those diner placemats because they really – I would I used to steal them. So I'd, that's how I'd learn how to make drinks. I just – I don't think it's stealing. I think you just – they just – they clean them up afterwards. Yeah, they just not, throw them out. They throw them out. It made it more exciting when I thought I was stealing it. Anyway, mint julep is simple. It's fresh mint, a tablespoon of sugar, three ounces of bourbon, and crushed ice. Now, the ingredients in the instructions go like this. Five to six mint leaves. And it's very specific. You want to use fresh mint with this. You're going to put it in the bottom of a pre-chilled highball glass or a pewter cup. Now, if you want to be authentic, you know, the copper mug is for the Moscow mule with a pewter cup is for the mint julep. Right, Gabe? Yeah, Gabe agrees. So what you do is you add the sugar and you muddle slightly. Now, when we say muddle, you don't want to mash the shit out of something when you muddle it. You want to just bruise the leaves so they release the natural flavor. Oh, you see, I had no idea. I'm a muddle the shitter type person. You know, I used to be the muddle the shitter too, and then I realized... From watching, programs. I like to call it ground and pound. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, love the ground say and pound. That's like pounding it to death. Uh, so you just want to just lightly bruise whatever you're muddling. You're gonna pack the glass with crushed or finely cracked ice if you can get it. Add the bourbon and stir briskly into the glass frosts. You're gonna add more ice and stir again before serving, and you garnish with a mint leaf. Simple, easy, handbone spring fling. I have a question. Yeah, uh, you know why uh, a pewter cup 
And why is a Moscow mule served in a, a copper cup? Is there any properties to them? You know, off the top of my head, I'm not fast enough to come up with a convincing lie. So I don't know. We have received, um, we have gotten copper cups because they say it is better with mules. I don't know why that is well, either. Like, like you beat egg whites in a copper bowl because they get stiffer peaks. So right. there's, sometimes there's something to the chemical properties of these things. So Just curious. I, yeah, that I don't know. I have yet to set up uh, the Hambone Hotline. I apologize, people. I've been I very busy this week. But it is happening. Stump the chump. But I did find a new place to try to get you laid. Oh, Jesus Christ, George. Yes, yes. So there's this new thing called jail. Jail? The, the prison system. Usually, uh, no. taking a guess, especially if you're dealing with smugglers who are, oh my God, George. who are smuggling cocaine and cruise ships, because this is what they look like. Oh, Lord, George. No, this is yeah, a bad idea. Yeah. So she's, I don't know you if she's totally single or not. You could totally be a pen pal to but, a prison bird. No, thank you. But And, and definitely in, in in Australia. Let's say she's Australian. But uh, oh, I, do, I do love Australian Melina, girls. Melina uh was busted. She was given four years and nine months in prison for her role in a cocaine cruise. She basically was smuggling. Uh, she was a mule. Much like what, I thought this was very apropos to what we were speaking <laughs> with. And um, she's kind of like the female version of that like dude the sexiest mud like mud oh, shot se- ever sexy prisoner guy sexy yeah. prisoner guy but i thought maybe if you could somehow get into a women's prison no it would be do great things for your love life I, i've seen orange is the new black it doesn't go good for anybody i don't know i'm thinking maybe you know no i don't know i don't want to know Smug- probably more ladies that look like hambone there yes than are into him I've, I've already had a twin no thank you, you what i had a twin brother is this going to get sad? No, just fucking yeah, just making stuff up. Oh my god, you just I hate you. I hate you, Hambone. You fucking asshole. I was like, "Oh, someone didn't tell me yeah, that Hambone's laughing." Yeah. That that not not cool. Not cool. I'm like, "Your brother's not a twin. Your brother's the far more attractive one of the two." George. But you don't have a twin. You dick. Well, you also just told me you had a twin brother that you never told me about. Well, Do you, uh, you know, that? I like, I like Do to you just... have a sister that we don't know nah, about? No, I don't have a sister. I might have many siblings in the Philippines. My dad, I'm hoping one day will tell me the truth. He never, no, don't, don't, I don't think, think he Papu knows. I'm still kid. waiting for him to show up. Yeah, Papu, no, no, Papu's lovely, Gabe. Don't Papu's talk about Papu in front of the kid. So, going back to the fast food, right. White Castle this week announced that. So, White Castle had the Impossible Burger this week. Which threw me because I've always known White Castle to have a veggie burger. Like every now and then when I get out into like East Orange or Irvington because I'm stuck getting home because I need – I got the munchies. I need to get something to eat. I'll hit the veggie burger and fries and drink at White Castle. Cover yours. Earmuffs, Gabe. Earmuffs. Um, White Castle. And I was like – everybody's like, oh, they have the new – but it's actually the Impossible Burger. The Impossible Burger, which is a burger that bleeds. It's a a vegan burger. I had it recently in New York. And what did you think of it when you had it in New York? It's very good. It's very, very good. It it looks and feels every little bit like a a real burger. Looks like it. Smells like it. So, you know, I'm not a vegetarian or a vegan. I, I have to practice some vegan things because I can't have dairy anymore. That said, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm always curious. And I did want to try the Impossible Burger, but I didn't want to like six, seven dollars try it if I bought it at Whole Foods, had to make it myself. So I'm driving home from work and I, I had seen earlier in the day that White Castle had the Impossible Burger. So I thought this would be the perfect time to try this out. It was $1.99. Now their veggie burger is $1.69 and it's terrible. I've had it. The, What's a veggie burger in every way and shape and form? It's, it's just like a soy sometimes patty. Sometimes yeah. they're grains, sometimes they're beans, sometimes yeah. they're soy. Yeah, it's it's but, but, it's not delicious. That said, I go to White Castle, 
And I, I, I'm a pretty good connoisseur of White Castle. I had the Impossible Burger. I had two. They offered it to me with cheese. And I said, well, isn't this a vegan burger? And then the woman looked at me and goes, I, I, I'm what not sure. What is a vegan? And I said, maybe you want to you wanna research that, get on top of that. I was like, do you cook it on a separate schedule? She's like, yeah, we have to. We're not allowed this, that. So I have the Impossible Burger. And it tastes, smells, and looks exactly like a White Castle Burger. It could be a White Castle Burger in every way except it's a little thicker. So they license it from White, from the company that makes it? So when I initially read the article, they were only doing it for a day. But apparently it's it's going to be here to stay no, for a I th- while. No, I think it's it's on the menu now. It's on now. the menu now. Yeah, it was, it was supposed to be a one-day-only thing to test it out to see if people would buy into it. But that said, apparently people bought into it. So the one thing it doesn't do at White Castle is bleed like it's supposed to. Well, because it's not thick enough. It's a slider. It's, it's a slider. It's, it's, it's not supposed it's, to bleed. Because if you go to White Castle, White Castle burger doesn't bleed. It's grilled within an inch of its life. That said, it tastes exactly like a white cat. I called all my vegetarian and vegan friends. I put things up on Instagram. And I was long, like, check it out. How long has has had veggie burgers? They've had it for a long for time. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. I wish yeah. I knew that. They, yeah. were, they, they were an early adopter of it. Like Every so often, they get like new fun menu items. I think they have like a, a chicken and waffle sandwich now. They have a lot of different cool stuff there. They're desserts. Their little dessert things that they have are awesome. Remind us to remind me to bring this back up when we get Harvey, since Harvey's actually a vegan. Right. Uh, when we call him up Definitely. later for the wrestling part. So what are we going to talk about today? So tonight we're going to talk about, uh, well, our, our latest segment, which is Hamlin will watch anything. I'm going to talk about the movie's Rampage with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, we're going to talk about Record Store Day a little bit. Uh, we're going to bring up the Andre the Giant documentary that made a lot of man tears. And uh, we're going to talk about the Greatest Royal Rumble and the superstar shakeup that went down this week on WWE television. So Rampage. Uh, the first thing about Rampage that, for those that do not know, this is a movie based on the video game. Right. My wife Allison's favorite video game of all time, maybe next to Ocarina and Time, not Ocarina Time, uh, Zelda Link to the Past. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rampage is the one where you crush, uh, where you're a gorilla or a gorilla, a, a lizard or a wolf, and just destroying stuff, just and wrecking shit. Wrecking shit. There was no real point to the game, and it never ended, from what I remember. Allison, did it ever end? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. No. Did this movie end? I did. The movie was about two hours long. Um, you know what, though, man? Look, so th- they say that there's a curse with video game movies where there's no video game movie that's been good. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson made a joke about the movie Doom. He's like, I'm guilty. I was in the movie Doom, to which they replied and trolled him, Dwayne, like I would say, George. I, I, I never, I can't believe, I didn't even know Doom was a movie. Oh, it was bad. It was one of The Rock's early movies where The Rock would get bit parts in other movies before he, they fully just let him off the chain where he's like, I'm just going to be The Rock in every movie. So the movie right now is sitting at a 50% on the tomato meter for Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score, 81% liked it. It's a fun movie. It was 58 when I looked. Is it 50 dropped down too? It was it was 51 about two hours ago. It dropped down. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was making my show notes, it dropped down in the two hours. So that said, look, it is a goofy movie. It's about giant monsters beating up a city, and The Rock is in it. And that's really all you need to know. You're going to go in there. No, for- I'm not, because I'm not going to pay to go see this movie, Hambo. The trailers look terrible. Well, someone who's listening to this is going to go in there. They're well, going to some popcorn. I'm going to go a rock see it. Fan. They're going to get a Coke Zero. They're going to sit down, and they're going to enjoy themselves for two hours. The Rock likes to entertain people. The Rock likes to make you feel good when you leave the movie theater. In fact, he didn't like the original ending of this movie. He was going to walk away from it, uh, according to Collider Magazine. And they were like, no, no, you have to stay. And he's like, well, we're changing the ending because my audiences feel good when they leave. And how do you tell The Rock no? I... 
Love Jumanji. I think we talked about Jumanji recently. Jumanji was the best rock movie since The Rundown. Oh, yeah, I The Rundown. I will watch any rock movie after it's in my TV You know, I, and I, I get that. That said, man, I like to support The Rock. The Rock makes me feel happy on a daily basis. He does so much good for the world. So I like to go see his movies in theaters so we get more rock movies. And we'll talk about this more later. Uh, so I'm not going to get into John Cena's relationships. But I do hear, the, <laughs> but I think the movie you should have seen well, was Blockers. Was Blockers, which is getting credible reviews. Well, Blockers I'll probably see with like Jenna Robin at some point. Like we'll go, we'll go out, have a couple margaritas across the street at the Chevys and walk across to the AMC theater and go have ourselves a fun time watching Blockers. Yeah, that sounds like also a movie I probably will see later. I mean, I'm pretty much saving my whole load, which is definition of load is when grandma can babysit for Infinity War, Deadpool. In all honesty, I'm going to wait to see what you say about Solo before I run and go see that. So um, I will see that opening night because I want to, it's one of those, it's one of, Ken Ken for those listening at home is giving the great big thumbs down sign. Uh, I will go see it opening night because me and our our friend Tim, who is now the godfather of Mr. Cookies, uh, we go see these movies and we go see them opening night and I I don't want it to be spoiled. I love Star Wars. I know I'm going to love the Chewbacca stuff. I, I know I'm going to love Lando. Spoiled. It's in the past. It's a prequel. Yeah, but you know what, man? But someone might show up Kessel that we don't know run. about. You know, we might see the Kessel Run. You're I don't totally know. Totally going to see that Kessel Run. There's no way around. If it. they make this movie, mark my words, dear listener. Now, and look, there's no Kessel Run. I'm going to riot. So real talk. Two T's. Real real talk. Um, Han Solo is supposedly significantly older than Luke Skywalker, right? They're not the same age. Correct. Correct. So wouldn't Han Solo's youthful 20-year-old tale be taking place during the time of the prequels, give or take a little bit? Maybe the last prequel? You know, I'm, that's actually a great question. I'm curious. Or are they just going like, to give up? No, because just... the prequels are how many years before um, I'll be honest episode with you, I, four? I, I try to like 50 I mean, years. Han might have been 15. Yeah, I try to wipe the prequels like, from my brain at all costs, so I don't know the I answer to that. I thought they sh- showed a young Han and something in one of the prequel movies. I can't remember anything but, um, from the prequels. They're 50 years prior, so I don't... There Maybe is a you're gap right. between But they that. can't be 50 years prior because... But he's probably only 10 or 12 years older than Luke. If you think Luke's 18, yeah, uh, you know, kind of, he was probably near 30, and... We're, this is level of dork that we can't even yeah. oh, walk back. This is like total geekdom. Hambone, do you recommend Rampage? Was there anything you loved about it? Was there anything you that you... You know what could... I actually loved about it? I love that it wasn't a love story. Hmm. The love story really is between The Rock and the giant gorilla. Like, they're, you know, in most movies where they have... And you know what? Listen, we're all, we're all guilty of loving them from the 80s where you have that scene where the main guy and the main girl, they have to get down to some sex business no, because that's... I don't need it. I don't need it in my action movies. You don't need it in your action movies. I don't need a Hawkeye having a weird side fling nope. with like Black Widow or whatever is this going is on. This is not a love story. The gal that he ends up with in this movie, it is a relationship of convenience because they're both after the same thing. They both help each other out. They're both friendly. And he focuses, instead of on trying to get into her pants, he's focusing on trying to save the world. So I really did appreciate that this is not a love story between a man and a woman. It's between a man and a monkey. Next to other human monkey love movies like uh, Project X with Matthew Broderick. and uh, Planet of the Apes. The Planet of the Apes. And uh, I had another good one, uh, but I forgot it already. Uh, would you rate this uh, higher or lower? 
Uh, it's a very different movie than the Planet you of the Apes. You Congo, Congo, Congo. Congo. Oh, oh, higher than Congo, absolutely. Or just King Kong. Like Bruce Campbell was in Congo. Congo. I, I, listen, I, I love Bruce Campbell. In Look, Congo, we don't but... give Bruce Campbell a pass for every shitty movie he's made because he's Bruce he Campbell. Died in the beginning. All right, so just so we know, because I've been googling it while we're having this conversation, uh, New Hope takes place 19 years after Episode Three, give or take a few months. Oh, they would be very much, and that's according to Bustle. So there could be some overlap. Yeah, so there could be some overlap. So I saw the the most recent Deadpool preview, the putting together X Force preview. Deadpool might be the movie I'm most psyched about. Oh, that is the movie I'm most psyched about. And I was the one. I was a little trepidatious. I mean, look, even though the first one was good, it's still Deadpool with Fox. It's Marvel, but Ryan and they fired the director very early on. But I am now so psyched for Deadpool too. I'm probably more psyched for it than any other movie coming on May. Me too. Maybe even more than Infinity War, which I actually have no idea what that movie's about. I don't think I've even seen the prequel, the the preview, really. You know, I'll tell you the truth. I I am the most excited for Deadpool too, and I'm I've been waiting for years for the Infinity War to happen. That you know, that being said, I know that the story that I'm going to get in Deadpool, being that they don't really have to worry about anything, they can just tell a good story, is going to be awesome, and I'm going to laugh my ass off. You excited for Deadpool, Gabe? I thought you were going to say something. You're going to find out in Infinity Wars that uh, all these Marvel movies are one giant what-if comic book, and uh, <laughs> that's because Stanley's the Watcher. There was supposed to be a damage control TV show. Does anybody know whatever happened to that? They just um, get shit-canned. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does so poorly that they thought there was no need for it. Well, they made no, but they made the, uh, what do you call it, the, the Inhumans. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, and then they made the Inhumans, and then that did so poorly. They were like, "Yeah, damage control sucks." I was gonna say Legion, Legion, but then Legion's Legion's uh, uh, FX Fox, and that's awesome. We're gonna talk about it a little bit, uh, maybe next week or the week afterwards. But I've been rewatching Westworld again to get caught oh, up for the. So oh, that's sight. exciting! God, that show, and when you see it again, so because that show has a lot of review reveals towards the end. Yeah. If you start watching from the beginning, you pick up on all the little hints, especially all the nuances. if you know the time shifting now. Like going, like watching it, you, you, I didn't know the time shifting until, you know, a little, uh, maybe halfway into it, I realized that there might be something going on. But uh, now, without with knowing that there's like kind of two stories going on, it's totally different. And it's uh, it's definitely binge worthy. If you haven't watched it, Westworld, I'd put it up there with Game of Thrones. Like I'd say, it's one of the best awesome. shows on TV it's right great. now. Uh, have you watched what, uh, West? No, you tried and then tapped out. No, didn't no, you? I watched it. You did. Oh, I loved Westworld. I think you were having trouble at first with it. Yeah, but you remember, you remember in those first early episodes, I was pretty drunk all the time, <laughs> so it was kind of hard to really focus on it, TV shows. Now that I've been relatively sober last weekend with standing, uh, I've been really good at like watching and barreling through TV shows. So my thing is, I am super excited for Westworld. The thing that you guys are talking about with the two timelines running that always makes me concerned when you get through the season one of a show and they do something like Westworld did where they've been seeding things a lot of, a lot of a lot of little nuances a couple timelines running and then they have to start telling a story with kind of a centralized storyline which I don't know if that's going to be the case if they do it always kind of it changes the show well I feel like um they don't maybe need to I think that the part of that they were telling the story uh, of Westworld, you know, like kind of the birth of Westworld and then also like kind of this revolt that was going on. And now 
they could just go on with the revolt. Well, my you know whole thing I mean? was I would love to see that show have like okay, so there's a country western world. What if there's another type of world? Oh, there is samurai and world. And then I saw the previews for Samurai World. And have you seen the everything. movie? There's Roman world. There's like a space kind of tech world. Should so I there, see the movie? Was the movie any good? I mean, I'm a big fan of the Yul Brenner flick. It's you know it's dated now, but I would still recommend it because Yul is great in it. Yeah. Allison Market, we got to go see Westworld the movie, too. I don't know if I'd see Future World, which was the sequel. Um, <laughs> it's pretty terrible, but Westworld's worth it. All right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And we'll talk more about this when we do the uh, early, when we see the first few episodes of the first episode. Plus, and... his robot is an Easter egg in, uh, in the show. Okay, all right, all right. So can you get up over there, Hambone, and grab me the Record Store Day list? It's directly Certainly behind can. you, behind the Gabriel Easter egg ears. Yeah. Uh, so Record Store Day is coming up. Record Store Day is like our holiday. It's like next to WrestleMania and my birthday, the most important days of the year. However, I, for the past few years, have gotten very jaded about Record Store Day. Record Store Day went from being a place, a time to – Record Store Day went from being a time of year where – you support your record store. You support your local record store. You support your indie artists. You you spend money on vinyl and keep these places alive to a giant cash grab for major record labels to the point where if you are a normal band right now and you want to release vinyl, you have to get yourself in before the six months that every single record label has taken over to make their record store day exclusives. There's a gap for like three months and all new releases have to be timed against that. Which is why so many times if a, if a band wants to release vinyl, your vinyl record doesn't come out till months after the release of the album because record store day. So I've started to really kind of shit on it. The other thing is I spend a lot of money on records during the year. Like I spend a lot of money on records. It's one of my favorite hobbies. Go ahead. What is the, the vinyl service you're using right now that you, you get it every month? I use vinyl me please vinyl me please, which I've been trying very hard to get on this show, but it looks like they are more of a company than a single person. I was hoping maybe they were a single person with a vision, but it sounds like it is like a conglomerate with a PR person that like maybe wants to see more than 50 uh, subscribers to this show. We're working on that. We're going to get you on this show. Vinyl me please uh, actually finds out of print and or, long, or never properly released vinyl and packages them up gorgeously with like liner notes and cocktails and, and Gateful Packer colored vinyl and releases a new one every month. And it's meant to be a service where you, you know, look, it's look for it's a service meant for people who have a couple of dimes to, to spend because right. you're getting records that you normally wouldn't listen to to open your mind up to new types of music. It's truly meant to not be for a punk rocker who just wants more punk rock. Okay, so they're not they're not really going to cater to say the record store day crowd where they're you know, the things that you're getting on Record Store Day, you're not going to get anything similar with vinyl. No, no, no. Uh, Record Store Day really is where, yes, sometimes you do have a release that you can get, like the Guar stuff, Scum Dogs, America Must Be Destroyed. I've never seen those on vinyl. They were released on Record Store Day. But things like Iron Maiden, they released Brave New World. I bought it on Record Store Day. Three years later, I bought it again because I stupidly didn't realize I'd bought it on Record Store Day and they re-released it for the box set. I... I, I I encourage everybody all year long to spend money at your local record store. I think everybody should have a record player. I don't care if it costs $5 or $500. I think the the art of vinyl, the the if you're a fan of music, the ability to just stop, slow down, enjoy life, put on a record, lean back and enjoy an hour of your time listening to something that you have to manually flip. So you actually have to be 
enveloped in the process of listening instead of just having background music is, is a wonderful thing. Today, I think too many people are just listening to music as background music and there's no, there's no emotional connection to the music. I think vinyl's where it's at. Hambone. I'm sorry, Ken. No, I no, Go Hambone, to Hambone first. Hambone, he, he looks eager to say something. Well, no, not just that, but Hambone's the only one of us, and he's really the only friend I have who doesn't collect vinyl, including people who he's are... We have friends who are like dirt poor and collect vinyl, yeah. and like he will not collect vinyl. And I, I just want to understand why you don't collect vinyl, Hambone. So uh, I disagree with the emotional attachment to music. Like I still get wildly emotionally attached to music when I hear it. Um, <clears throat> whether I'm, I'm listening to it streaming or whether uh, you know I, I've downloaded it, I, you know I still buy music. I, I I don't not buy music because I subscribe to Apple Music. I still love to support bands. I will go and if i see like you know if i see a band live i'll buy your t-shirt and i'll buy a couple other things and then i will actually pay to buy your album from itunes uh for me though you know music's been my entire life like i i've never formed a an allegiance or a bond with one specific kind of media for me it's always been whatever it is that turns me on however i can listen to it you know i'm always on the go uh and as much as i have spent the last bunch of months trying to slow down a little bit and just kind of be. I still never liked having to go and flip an album. Like if I'm listening to a record, I want to be able to listen to the full album, soup to nuts. I, I liked cassettes because I could record a full album on one side of a cassette. So if I had to flip it, I flip it once and I'm done. Um, I love the idea. So of you're records. lazy. I'm extremely lazy, yeah. Uh, and I love the idea of records. I love the way they look. Uh, I love holding them. I love looking through the them. I just smell. Can I, the I, smell is important, but I don't want to own it. That's fine. Ken, what are your thoughts as a not only a avid record collector, you're an artist in the medium of vinyl. Yes, I paint on records, but uh, I'm, I'm like a huge music aficionado, and I've got you know a hundred different formats. And out of all of them, I mean, I'm always brought back to vinyl for a number of reasons there's you know a nostalgia attachment to it because i grew up in an era where i remember eight tracks were a thing and i remember playing eight tracks i mean i still own an eight track player um and vinyl was a big part of that too so for me it was it's nostalgic but i i mean i work in my studio all day i have a record player in there i listen to records all day i don't mind flipping it it's you know there's a i think Vinyl and record collectors and, and that is definitely on an upswing. I think the initial run of Record Store Day was awesome because it did bring people to record stores that had become forgotten. However, I totally agree with you. Now, in the last five years, it's a cash grab. It's what can you get? You know, everyone's going to wait online to get something so they could flip it three hours later for quadruple the price and the real That's collectors can't really get the records they want uh consequently i only saw one album on this list that this I list really is bad this year is bad so what's on the list well first of all i, I just have one question for you ham sure the second question second if question. i were to give you a record player i wouldn't use it you would never use you, you it you asked me this question uh at least like if a record player a, a nice record player would show up at your house i, I would never use it and man. like i don't know i've 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I would never use it because I, maybe I would buy a record. I don't like record. forcing my hobbies on you, but like, well, you start collecting tiki mugs. Those, I didn't even try that. You just well, started. Because I love to, I, I collect very few things. I have a, a thing where like, to me, if I don't use it, I give it away. Uh, because I, I don't like to just have things that I just, that just sit there that I don't enjoy or that I just, I don't, I don't need. So I collect art because I, I love the feeling of being in a home that has art. I love the art in my apartment. I collect tiki mugs. Cause I just generally love tiki mugs. I think they're cool as shit. You know, I, that's it. That's that's what I collect. Like I have a minimal amount of anything else because it's just okay. That okay, I won't, I won't buy you a record. So I appreciate the that. list of stuff. Very little stuff here. The Doctor <laughs> Octagon is releasing a uh, a Moose Bumps record. I don't know. It's not Doctor Octagonologist, which is the only album anybody yeah. actually wants by him. Um, a friend of mine's interested in the uh, Chichen Chong. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rage, Rage Against Machines releasing their Democratic Convention album, which is the actually the preferred. Radiance Machine album that I go to when I want to listen to them because I find their live show sounds better than their albums, which sound very day in the 90s. Sugar Ray, uh, their Fly, Fly 20th anniversary. We're going to have to talk about Fly at some point. The only thing I'm interested in, I want to give a big shout out to it, is the Streets record because I don't think any Streets albums have ever been made on vinyl. And I believe the Streets record is uh, a lot of demo stuff. And I love the Streets. And if you like hip hop and are into that Cockney Brit style of hip hop, the streets, I mean, they're no longer together. Mike Skinner, you could, he also had another band called DOT, I think. Uh, but they're actually their first two albums, but they have about four or five albums. The streets, yeah, I mean, they're amazing. Uh, the, amazing. The, the Flaming Ghoulie is the. Oh, everything else seemed, glory. Everything everything else? Else seemed pretty much like, oh, I've, I could get that or I own it. Yeah, or it's still going to be available in two weeks because oh, nobody really the cares. Jesus Jones, I own that. I was like, oh, I own this single for 20 years with the Aphex Twin remixes. I'm like, they're reissuing this? Like, yeah. couldn't they have grabbed in the bag a little deeper? So that's why, I mean, there are albums I would die for. Look, right now I have a holy grail list of like 10 albums, and I want those albums. I really don't care about other than new releases. You know, uh, and, uh, hopefully one day we'll get the uh, What's Pens- the holy grail for you? I'm curious. Oh, the, the Pensy Prep reissues? Uh, that's never going to happen. It's got to happen eventually. Eventually now, you, you it'll know, happen. Do you know, a fun fact of all the projects I've been in, I've never... I don't think I've ever been in a band that's ever released an album on vinyl. We wanted to. When I was younger and I was was really doing it, we wanted to. It was just so expensive, and it was at a point where no one was, other than actual collectors, no one was really buying vinyl anymore. It was all CDs and pressing CDs, CD Baby, as much as you could. But Pensy Prep, though, was during that era. Because um, I was collecting at the time. No, yeah, real collectors. We're we're talking like pre-record store day when you knew the mobs of people going and buying records. Is that a real like white whale wish list item for no, you? No, not at all. I just would like to see it done because people would kill for it and it would do really well. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I we we're just we we've got no interest in. You know, it's, it's one of the things I could speak for everyone else. We we have no interest in putting that record out on vinyl. Or, hear that, fans. Breaking your heart. Just so breaking break your heart. Breaking your heart. Breaking your heart. We just moved on with our lives. Breaking your heart. Breaking your heart. heart. Imagine if like your favorite band just said, Oh, sorry, I'll never release our music again. Yeah. We don't like our fans. That's we don't nice. love our fans. It's stop. Thanks for nothing. Both of you, time out. It's not 
anything other than that was just kind of a place in time. And if there is if a more place in time for it, love to the bass player. Like, can you, no, no, can, can, you like can you give a real excuse, like something better? Not even real, like a good fake one. Like we don't have the masters. Our record label won't give it to them or some no, shit like just, that. Just, just don't want to do it. It's there's cool. a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that I I don't want to talk about on air. Oh, and well, like that, you know, for us that the 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 reason is there is a place in time. And we had our place in time. And it died. And then and, and it, it was a good time when it happened. Well, hopefully my favorite bands will eventually release look the Queens of the Stone Age, um uh Queens of the Stone Age, uh the the big album the, they never Songs for the never, Deaf Songs for the Deaf has never been properly re released. Really? And when I have it, it on vinyl. On red oh, you that just sell it for millions of dollars. Are you sure Songs for the Deaf? The yeah. red, the red album, the red, yeah. al- red vinyl. I own all of them yeah. on vinyl. Yeah, that one hasn't been released since the initial run, and it's that. It Which initial- was when, like two thousand or the Euros released. Uh, I and, mean, I'm, and there was only five hundred of them. I'm made. a big Caius Queens I fan. I have the glow in the dark one. Uh, no, that might not be real. Songs for the deaf. It might be. Uh, it the, might not be. What else? The uh, AFI sings for songs for sorrow. Um, uh, Misfits, American Psycho, and Josh, I know, has that. Uh, oh, I also, awesome. that said, I do have a lot of holy grails that other people would kill for, but um, those are like largely it. A lot of stuff I got recently. I, I'd like to see the Danzig albums because yes, none of them the have first been three reissued. And I just album. got Danzig 2 a few days ago, so it's like. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I got a good that's deal a on record. it. Um, it was really good. It sounds great, but it's like, you know, none of those albums have been reissued. Um, you know, I'm a big skinny puppy fan and they have issues with their old label and their old label, you know, doesn't want to work with them. So to see some of their albums reissued, remastered would be cool on vinyl. I own all of them, but man, they're tough to find in the wild. Yeah. Same with like the cramps. Like some of those albums are just tough to find yes, in the wild. But recently they, they released everything. Yeah. Big yeah, Beats yeah. for Badville, their Epitaph album was right. on my Holy Grail list forever. Yeah. And then it luckily it's came in. Album. Uh, the ga- Gas Huffers, uh, one inch, ma- uh, no, Gas Huffers Crooked Bird album. Oh, that one, good. I found that in Asbury that's Park randomly. 10, in- 10 foot poles, one inch masters found that at uh sealed in uh the store that uh ted flatus works at Sound exchange yeah we gotta call harvey and you guys can hold on let's see if we can just call him in really quickly oh, yeah i could talk about records with him but i know i was on a few subscriptions uh i was on waxworks for a year and i think i did a death waltz one for two years and you know those are cool doing those subs the thing is sometimes you get records you don't really right. aren't yeah. into. oh shit Oh, I like death. Skype has yeah, like that's cool. They upgraded their music. Used to be sexy Skype music. Yeah. Hey, Hambo. Harvey's calling in. Hey, is that Harvey? It would be me. Can you see me? Holy shit! No, we don't need to see you. But you sand. Hold. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hambo. We've got Big Black in the house. Yes, they do. This is this one of the few hip hop records I knew like front to back? Handbone laying it down. I want to hear that. This is Never. my favorite. That's as far as this I go. This is my favorite hip hop album of all time. The problem is, it is so uncomfortable to listen to as a white person loudly in your car with the windows down. Yeah, like it's about like there are songs on there about killing white people. Like it's yeah. actually a horrible racist album on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, but it's also a phenomenal record. Mm, yeah, yes, it is without question. And gentlemen you sound so much better on skype harvey doesn't my voice sound deeper 
It, it does. It, it, I, I thought it would. Do you even have a? Do you have a headset on, or are you just talking to us on your phone? I'm just talking to the phone. Uh, I might have to mail you a headset, but you still sound really good just this way. Skype really is the only way to go on these things. We just finished talking about Record Store Day, but what we care about most importantly, you as a vegan, are you excited of the about the uh, the Impossible Burger coming to White Castle? The Impossible Burger coming to White Castle. Oh, he does not know about this. This no, is news I, to him. I, I know nothing of it. But wait a minute, doesn't Fridays have something similar to that? You know, I honestly don't know. I just tried uh, the Impossible Burger at White Castle. It just hit their stores. I think uh, pretty much twelve hundred of them across the country. Okay. Uh, and what it is, it's a vegan burger. They will, of course, try to sell it to you with smoked cheddar cheese. You got to tell them no, because. Uh, <laughs> Because reasons, and I asked them, is it vegan? And the woman's like, I think so. So it tastes, looks, and smells just like a White Castle burger. The Impossible Burger is like a specialty uh, hamburger that's totally vegan. And the gimmick is that if you know if you're cooking it, it bleeds because there's like beet juice infused yeah, it's beet in it. Juice. Wow. Now that said, it doesn't bleed at White Castle because it's a slider uh, grilled within an inch it's of still its White life. Castle, yeah. However, if you know White Castle has the dope fries. And their Impossible Burger is actually pretty good. You could actually have a cool fast food experience. And the orange and being drink. vegan. Yeah, they do. And they also, well, a lot of the White Castles I've seen uh, recently have those new 100 soda Coca-Cola machines. So you could have a sweet yeah. Coke Zero yeah. while you're enjoying your Impossible Burger. All right. I will try that out. I need some options as a as a man of veganness. Do you, you want to know the best part about it, uh, Harv, is that it's $1.99 a burger. So what? yeah, their their veggie burger, which is hot garbage, is a dollar sixty nine. This is a dollar ninety nine. So for like six bucks, you can get like three sliders, and it's delicious. Sold. I'm gonna give them a shot. Yeah, just make sure you tell them no cheese because they will try to sell you cheese on it. So how are you gonna be a vegan burger and they go throw cheese on it? What are they- it's White Castle, Harvey. Can you stop talking about like semantics here? Now, Harvey being here means we can only be talking about one thing now. And that's pro wrestling. Wait, what do have you, you seen the Andre the Giant? He has doc? not seen the Andre the Giant not documentary, yet. but we can we can still have him on the phone. I didn't want to leave him holding for like yeah. an hour. Um, we did see the. Have you seen the Andre the Giant documentary? Ken? I, not yet. You, I everybody should go and do it. It's an hour and a half. If you have HBO, if you have access to, it. if not, we'll find a way to get it to you. Um, it is. One of the best documentaries I've seen. I'd say it's better than Ric Flair's Thirty for Thirty. Absolutely. And Ooh, that's a bold statement. All right. Now you might have a problem with this, Harvey, because it's it stars and at some points it looks like it's turning into a documentary about the immortal one, Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So here here's the thing. It's a beautiful story. And it is the kind of thing where I didn't want to watch it around other people because I knew it was gonna make me cry hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a fantastic job of reminding you why you loved Andre the Giant and why he was so special. Okay. And then the parts with Hogan are in it. It's really good because he's telling all these stories, and they do this amazing thing, where you have a moment where you remember exactly why you fell in love with Hulk Hogan. Except and, then we find out that everything coming out of his mouth in those interviews and, is complete bullshit. And that's what I said afterwards. I'm like watching. I'm like, God, he's, he's oh God, Hogan, you dumb racist motherfucker. <laughs> because I'm just like, you know, I'm watching this and I'm getting all nostalgic, and I'm like, man. Hulkamania was the greatest thing that ever happened in this country. It's like, oh, you fucking asshole. You ruined it for everybody. Uh, and then when they go home with this documentary, you just, you cry. You just, you just cry. You just get sad because 
because Andre's the giant died. So yeah, just don't watch around other people, Harv. Did they ever <laughs> talk about his wife at all in the documentary? I don't think they, they really. Do. They do. I kind of they, must have glossed over that for a second. They do. She's a private person. She just, she doesn't want to be talked about a lot. But they they talk about his daughter. His daughter's in the documentary. His daughter's in the documentary, which yeah. is weird because she kind of looks like a punk rock version of like him. Yeah. Possibly. Yes. It, it's actually one. I would also call it a ham bone wet dream. George, yeah, yeah. The giant's daughter, but she does kind of look like your type. You except, except, except if you put Andre the Giant in a wig. <laughs> is she large and is she a big woman? She's, she the, she's sitting down. I can't you really tell. Just ruined so much of this documentary for me, you bastard. But you, that's okay because you could just find you know cocaine yeah, mules. They say opposites attract: a, a small little ham bone, a big Andre's daughter. Be nice. She guys. owns a lot. That's okay. She yeah. got everything she, as she should. Hey, I love Andre. Andre the Giant was a very special man. Look, it's a great history about a wrestler who is actually a little before our time. I mean, he was big in the 70s, early 80s. By the time we became fans of his, by the time we got into Hulkamania when we were little kids, he was at the end of his. Speak for yourself. I've seen Andre wrestle. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. What was it like? He's a big dude. I mean, even from far away, he dwarfs everybody in that ring. I mean, he's so much bigger than the big show. I mean, he yeah. was just like... I mean, I met Hercules, and I shook his hand, and I was a little kid. Hercules was like a big... Like, he looks huge, but he's like a big, soft mush of skin. But, I mean, he's still a big dude. But you see him in the ring next to Andre, and he right. looks like, you know, Harvey Wimpleman or somebody. Yeah. Like, he is a tiny dude next to Andre. And you got to give it to Flair, man, because Flair... Is always going to be Flair. Flair. Flair is not in the movie very much, but he's got this one key point where he's sitting around. And he's like, "Yeah, ladies, ladies loved Andre. He wore a size twenty two ring. You do the math, buddy." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh man, Flair's got to be Flair twenty four seven. Don't worry, Hamblin. That's how we're going to be talking about you after you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What size your ring? Twenty five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the saddest, the toughest part about this movie for me is, and I knew this story already, he had gigantism, um, and right. he could have had it treated. It was treatable at the time. Some of our favorite wrestlers like Big Show and, and or maybe not our favorites, but like Great Khali and some of the guys. Big John Studd. Yeah, some of the guys that actually are giants who have that sloped forehead and they have like the early on, they know young whether they're going to have gigantism. They had that gland removed or, or it's clipped or whatever it was to stop them from, from becoming big until they die for all their organs getting big. He could have had that done. Instead, he's like, I just want to live until I live. And it sucks because he could have lived and had a great career well into his, uh, you know, well past 47, I think he died. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, he died really young. Uh, and it just, that, that's the saddest part for me. I was like, damn, he, he pulled a Steve Jobs. Like Steve Jobs yeah. had a very curable form of cancer. He caught it early enough where had he treated, gotten treated, he would have been cured of cancer. Steve Jobs would exist right now. That's just lazy. But that dumbass was like, I'm just going to cure it with yoga. Yeah. Do you know what yoga cures? Nothing. Nothing. Maybe a bad back. Yeah. Let's hey, wait, wait. Time okay, no, no, no. Do you know what diseases yoga cures? That's fair. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Fair. Yoga and herbs. And it pisses me off to this day because I love Steve Jobs. He's one of my heroes. And when I read that book, uh, which is a great book, the big one, I mean, I'm like, dude, like it's not like religious or anything. He right. just was like, I'll just cure it with like good feelings and like yeah, no. herbs and yoga. No. That's, that's not how science no. and cancer works. It was works. a curable for cancer. Dick. Sorry. 
Sorry, I'm grumpy. It's, 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 a, it's a grumpy tangent. I, I get I, it. I think uh, everybody should do yourselves a favor. Go see the Andre the Giant documentary. Very well done. I think HBO did, you know, I think there's part of a book, too, that's being written yeah. as well. No, HBO, they, they, know how to, they know how to make those documentaries, man. So what we really have you on the show today, Howie, is we need to know your thoughts on something very, very major that happened this week. And that is the, uh, the, the uh, what's the word? The, the, there's a word, the, the, cul- cul- the uh, culmination? No, 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 the uncoupling. Uncoupling. The, unco- the physical uncoupling of Nikki Bella oh. and John Cena. Oh, I remember where I was when I heard. I was in the bathroom. I was using the bathroom and I heard and I kept using the bathroom and I moved on with my day. I don't care. Who cares about Cena? Do you know who cares, Harvey? I care. People like my wife and the millions upon millions of women that make Total Divas the number two show on E! Entertainment Network every year. Uh, I'm one of them. And let me tell you something, brother. I, which is why you can go to a women's prison. Nobody would know the difference. George, no. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You, you missed a whole a whole bunch, Harvey. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I, I care, and I'm I'm very happy for Nikki Bella for kicking John Cena to the curb. She doesn't uh-huh. need him. Anyone who's going to be dragging his feet down the aisle, girl, you don't need him. Something you should know, Harvey, is I got out of wrestling from about 2008 through about 2015 I think I kept watching WrestleManias I kept watching Royal Rumbles but I was done with the PG era I sadly missed Shawn Michaels most of Shawn Michaels second run I missed all the CM Punk and Daniel Bryan stuff except yeah I know I know I know but that said when I go back and watch some of those the CM Punk and Daniel Bryan stuff are good but the rest of it is complete and utter garbage trash so I don't feel that bad I missed out right Gabe um, you're talking to the world. Go ahead. You could say if you anytime you want to jump on the mic, Gabe, go right ahead. Um, but uh, what got us back into is our friend Jen, who is not a wrestling fan, did not watch wrestling at all around 2014, 2013. Whenever it started, said you guys should be watching Total Divas. It's awesome, and we started watching Total Divas. I think it started airing in 2014, and we fell in love with it to the point where we then started watching wrestling again. So I can wow. thank Total Divas. For getting us back into professional wrestling. Wow. Okay. I didn't. I don't watch it much. If I happen to be flipping by the channel and I see it, because it's always interesting, because they'll film behind the scenes at you know at a live event, and I'll watch that. But what's the best story of Daniel Bryan? You want to follow Daniel Bryan's entire story? It is yeah. been told on Total Divas and Total Total Bellas. Yeah, absolutely. Which is so strange. So strange. So also this week's superstar shakeup. This was a huge shakeup this year. I mean, we're not even talking like little like last year. It sucked. Last year was like oh five people got switched and it was like oh you just made SmackDown shitty. This year is like fifteen on one show, like nineteen on the other. Like the, the, the list is amazing, insane. And they've made SmackDown incredible, and they've made Raw like must see TV again. Harvey, what are your thoughts on the superstar shakeup, and who are your favorite switches? I would watch Samoa Joe, like, unclogging a toilet. Amen. So, um, yep. Oh, he's he's the man, and he needs to be a champion or the champion within a year. So that made me happy. Get him off the wall. Give him some new people to work with. Um, I personally, and I've always been a huge Shelton Benjamin fan. That so was I, a horrible promo, Harvey. Horrible. So, I know, I know. He's always been. I guess they're gonna bring back his mama soon or something. But I've always loved. 
So, and he's an amazing tag team person, but give him solo. I mean, they're not going to push him. He's too dark for that. But I would love, oh, wow, love to see them do something with him. He can work amazing even now. So that was, and the the happiest I was was when the Iconics came out. That yep. made my evening. Oh, Good. absolutely. Oh my goodness! Even though that wasn't technically Superstar Shake Up, that was the week before. But since you uh, clearly pointed out, we didn't invite you on the show last week. Yeah, partially because we had so- we needed a video game expert for Fortnite, so you got outweighed on one segment. Outweighed? I'm huge, so that person must have been massive. Yeah, he was also black though, so at least we did keep up the multicultural oh, theme. Oh, look at you! Kept the melon. I tried. I tried. I tried hard. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um. <laughs> You're forgiven for this week. That's wrong. I'm so horrible. I'm so horrible. Uh, Hambone, what were your what was your favorite switch of the what was your favorite part of the Super Show? You can give us one on Raw and one on SmackDown. So uh, on Raw, my favorite switch on Raw was actually that uh, Brizango went to Raw. I'm excited because I feel the fashion like, police. The fashion police. Why can't they just call them the fashion police? I don't know. I, I feel like on Raw they're going to get a little more time to do their thing because uh, Raw is three hours. I'm hoping because I, I want more fashion police. The fashion files were some of my favorite uh, things that happened in in wrestling in years. Uh, and then you know I have two things that I'm really excited about on SmackDown. I'm psyched that Jeff Hardy's there and he's the U.S. champ. Yes. I you know there was so much change that went on and so much positive change after a year of watching the same matches over and over again. And then I'm excited that Sanity got called up. Now, mm. well, here's the thing. I know a lot of people are like, well, but it looks like they're not bringing up Nikki Cross, uh, my Scottish girlfriend, Nikki Cross. I love you. Uh, one of the things that I saw recently in the Topps Card Trader that we use, the Top Slam, uh, in the Superstar Shake-Up card set, they had a Nikki Cross card, so I'm thinking that maybe she's going to come up later. I don't know. I'm really upset about that. I really don't want to talk about that right now. Nikki Cross, without Nikki Cross, Sanity is useless, though there is one person on Twitter who went on a tirade today about the fact that people have forgotten all about Sawyer Fulton and how that was his favorite oh, member I of saw Sanity. That. yeah. And I was like, you've got to be kidding so, me. Sarah Fulton actually just uh, two months ago was wrestling at Pro Wrestling Magic over in uh, Ritual Park. He was bad. He was really bad. But uh, Killian Dane, back in the Andes. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. You know, I gave you one pick on one show. Do you want to pick on the other show, Harvey, before we move to Ken? Um, which show did Andrade, uh, did um, Almas get taken? Smackdown. Smackdown. He, I, I can't wait to see. Well, actually, maybe I can wait because I have a bad feeling. I do too. But they uh, did bring up Zelina Vega too, so this could be. And good. I love her. I love her. She's great. She makes Get her up. She's going to be fun. But I think this just shaking it up. I think is going to be interesting. And if they book this properly, we could have some fun this year. I think so. Ken, who was your favorite pick on each show? I feel like, uh, aside from a handful of people, it was like mostly a mid card shift. Well, there was a lot of lower because they moved so many people. There was a healthy amount of low card people that yeah, were like shifted. Gallows and Anderson. Oh, no, but they also switched Mojo and Zack Ryder, which that wasn't publicly said. Yes, I haven't seen if there were any after ones for SmackDown, like any runs, like like Mojo and 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 Ascension. Ascension's now on Raw. Yes, like they. Moved well, I mean, Ascension's got to be with Fandango. With Brizango, so. that makes I mean, sense. They do their right. whole thing together. Hambone, find out while we're talking if if anyone got moved on SmackDown after it went off the air. Good uh, I mean, who's, so, so here, here's the actual list of yes. the SmackDown acquisitions. They got Absolution, which obviously because Paige. Paige is there. Uh, Andrade San Almas with Zelina Vega, Oscar, The Bar, Big Cass, 
The Good Brothers, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Jeff Hardy, The Miz, R-Truth, Samoa Joe, and Sanity without Nikki Cross. So they didn't bring anybody in afterwards. That was that was it. Now, I mean, Joe is always high on my list, and to see Joe do uh, his indie matches that he's done with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles now in wwe where they're all much wiser and more talented is going to be incredible oh the dream match is aj styles versus samoa joe daniel bryan versus samoa joe shinsuke AJ's, nakamura oh, versus samoa joe okay t- can we just talk about one thing real quick oh, how, how many moist. times i need a new pair of underwear how many times is shinsuke nakamura are going to use a nut shot on aj this is the third time uh, i'm ignoring the third time in two weeks that's his thing. Me no I speak guess. English. No, me, that no is, that is speak so English. It's so good. It's so uh, good. Yeah, maybe they want to slow down the nut shot. But Ken, go back to you. Who was your favorite uh, swaps? Joe. And I'm trying to think who was on Raw. Who got? I know Bobby Roode went over there. Baron Corbin. So the full list on Raw was the Ascension, Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode, Brazango, Chad Gable, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre. Who did uh, they pay? Paired Dolph Ziggler up with who? Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. Yes. That's that, right. was that was weird. Yeah. You got uh, Jinder. You got Kevin Owens. Mike Canales. Yeah, Mojo. Natalia. I don't see them pushing Mike Bennett hard. Like, Mike Bennett is a talent, and he is a real well, good on the look mic. At, look at what's his name on SmackDown, though. Uh, Ten? Yeah, no. Even worse than Ten. Uh, shit. Uh, indie darling who's just highest losing streak of all wrestling. Uh, oh. Kurt Hawkins. Hawkins. Yes. So he's terrible. Like Mike Bennett's a pretty good wrestler, and he's actually is really good on the mic. It's just this love gimmick is terrible. Well, they they sat him with that stupid love gimmick, and then it didn't help that right off the bat he got like all whacked out on the booze. It was only one person away. I was excited went to Raw, and I don't even remember who it was. It all seemed like kind of a letdown a little bit. Yeah, the rest you have the hype bros, you've got Natalia, the Riot Squad, and Sami Zayn. Like Man, it's. Cares. Uh, SmackDown definitely ended up better. Oh, they, yeah. yeah, they so got much better. better. I mean, you got a lot of top women there now. I mean, uh, I'm a little bummed out that they took away Anderson Gallows from Finn Balor, which I think could hurt Finn Balor right now, where I liked him having his heaters. I, However, I don't think because AJ's a good guy, I don't think he's going to get bodyguards. Like, I don't think the Balor, like, the Balor club doesn't quite work. Right I don't now. know. He's got to protect his nuts from Nakamura, so he might need bodyguards. I don't know. I'm curious the how brothers. they're going to do that. I don't want to hear the club. The Good Brothers thing's lame, too. My So my favorite picks, my picks uh, for, Smack, for Raw, I really got excited to see... Like you said, it was actually the Fashion Files. It was yeah. the Fashion Police. I, love them. I, I, if they get more time, I'd be happy. I wish they would just do YouTube YouTube stuff with them or WWE.com stuff with them. I thought that's what they were doing. Was mm, they slowed down a little bit. They kind of like forgot about it. But SmackDown, I guess my favorite is is probably going to be. I mean, it's the Miz because we're going to get the Daniel Bryan Miz program. That's yeah. all I all I want for Christmas. Yeah, they didn't even like waste time. They just announced that on Raw. Like it's just. And Ava Grace and Jeff Hardy looked better than Jeff Hardy has ever looked, and they're strapping a rocket to him, and I'm super psyched I'm about super, that. I'm super super excited. Don't about get that. drunk, Jeff Hardy. Just play the straight and narrow. So, well, even if he gets drunk, it doesn't matter. They just put a strap on him anyway. What happened there? Well, DWIs or DUIs, the one that's less. He got the one that's a lesser problem because he. Didn't, the thing was, he didn't hit anybody. He didn't crash. I guess it's just not. I mean, the Usos. Well, the Usos got tied with it. Oh, like a divider. He didn't hit a human. He didn't hit a human. He hit a human. Look, I'm guessing Vincent Mann's had plenty of his own. So maybe that just you get a pass (laughs) for drinking while driving. I don't know what to tell you. Well, you know, it's not drugs. 
You know, it's, so you can you could always get a ride with somebody. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, he's cleaning himself up. The fact that he's just drunk enough that he's driving is probably not Uber good. exists. People, wrestlers, Uber is like in uh, maybe it's not in North Carolina. What do I know? I don't know. It's everywhere. So, Harvey, you are the only one of us who, uh, yes, we are not. All right, let me phrase this so you don't get offended. You do have a full, we do believe fathers, fathering is a full-time job. We do not put it down. But you have the ability to actually possibly watch the Greatest Royal Rumble on Friday. Oh, Ken, you too can actually watch it in the background during the day. I have a show Saturday. Uh, You got to be cranking out art. But you, you, are you excited for the world's Greatest Royal Rumble? Um, I am, I guess, because I feel like they're gonna do something big with this. They're gonna, I, I if they keep the belt on Brock, I, I don't know what's left to do. Well, Fuck. then they're then they're Fuck. just doing it to beat CM Punk's record. I guess they it's gotta, a couple weeks later. Is is it really a couple weeks later? See, see, I'm of the mind, and maybe you'll agree with me, Harvey, that that is the one place on Earth where Roman Reigns will go over with the crowd for winning the title. Did you just say he'd agree with you because it's brown people in Saudi Arabia? Is that why you said that? That's why he's laughing. Whatever, man. It, it's true. People people out in the Middle East, they love Roman Reigns. Oh, they love them some Roman Reigns? Oh, no. I don't think... Put the belt on him. Let's move on. I just... I, I can't stand Brock anymore. That, but that's what it's come down to. I really mm-hmm. am in the... Let's just put... I'd rather see a guy who's there every week have the belt that even if his name's Roman Reigns. I don't care. Is he sleeping no, or is he eating? Playing. So, so Harvey, what about this? Do you think that they're actually going to put gold on Hardy and Wyatt? I think so. I think they're going to try and do something different. Might as well. They're on an expedition. An expedition of gold. <laughs> they keep messing. <laughs> they keep messing up Bray Wyatt. I think they may. Maybe they feel like they found something, so they're going to run what they didn't see. So I didn't realize until just see, looking at that Seth Rollins versus The Miz versus Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe is a ladder match. Is it? It's now saying it's a ladder match for the IC belt, according to uh, CBS Sports, which I guess is a legit sports outlet. That is, <laughs> Who knew? That is something they have not been pushing. This match could be like a match of the year candidate. Well, in fairness, they keep changing their minds on a few things with oh. this. Like at every turn it's like <laughs> I mean just look at the Undertaker situation where it's Rusev Day versus the Undertaker. No, now it's Jericho and now now Rusev now is back. Again. I don't know. That's just if they're going to just release him, just let the man go. He can go join the Bullet Club or something. Just let him go. I don't understand why they're playing with him. Rusev Day is okay. Is He's so over. What? What? What's the problem? So, uh, from what I hear, it just was simply Vince McMahon changed his mind. Well, well, of course, of really? course. That's what I heard. That's what that's what uh, Dave Meltzer said. Just he changed his mind and got because Jericho on his Instagram oh, was pushing the was hell out, pushing of it. the hell out of it, and mm-hmm. his, and on his podcast he's pushing the hell out of it. He's talking so much shit, and then all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, no, that's <laughs> we're not going in that direction anymore. Uh, I, I have nothing to say, but look, it's a casket match. I mean, the Undertaker's going to win in five minutes. I yep. thought they pulled out Rusev because it would a Rusev would get boo- would get Undertaker might get booed to Rusev Day, right? Like there might be even in the Middle East, like Rusev Day is still a thing. Jericho can turn heel on a dime. Like it, it made more sense, and also Chris Jericho's got nothing to lose. He'll always be over. Whereas right. Rusev Day could get hurt a little, uh, maybe. Who cares? First of all, it's a casket match. They're always garbage unless they're on Lucha Underground. There you go. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, John Cena versus Triple H. Did, is that the match any of us knew we needed? I, I didn't even know it was happening. 
Like you, I said, the, the news about this Greatest Royal Rumble, they just keep putting stuff out there. It's like the make good for WrestleMania. We have I feel like it, yeah. We have the match I don't want to see, which is the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos, which upsets me because they're burying the Usos oh, right now. Oh, they're burying the Usos. And, and yeah. oh, with Naomi running out screaming, don't kill my husband. It looks so bad. Oh, it looks so bad. So bad. He's supposed to be this hard dude locked down at every turn, and now it's like, no, don't kill my husband. Ken, I know your favorite match. I know. I feel it. Let me pull into your head, in your mind, your favorite match, the one you're most looking forward to is the rematch. It's the, the rubber match. Jeff Hardy versus Shinder Mahal. So psyched. Dude, that match yeah. was actually good. They're probably going to put the strap on him, though. That, that match think, was so good on... You, wait, you think they're going to put, put it back he's on brown? Are you really? So. Are we really going there? Well, they they were. He was supposed to go to India with the belt, and they stripped him of it from uh, and gave it to AJ. No, so. but they realized everyone there doesn't want the WWE Network. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, they, I mean, <laughs> TNA had a program out there, so they probably might be more popular. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, but, we, but now WWE Rinkock has King. all their guys, so it's like yeah, true. Same, 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 same. So, Bludgeon Brothers versus Usos. Are you saying the Usos are going to win just because they're kind of darker skinned? Is this how we're no. going here? Are we the most I, racist no, no, like no, no, wrestling you, fans? You speak for yourself. I am a big proponent and fan of the Usos, and so have am said I. so from day one. I am in I the Uso the Penitentiary. Usos. I'm locked down. I'm there too. I'm locked day one ish. Oh, the Bludge Brothers suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, so bad. They're boring. They're really they're like a bad version of Demolition. They're just terrible. It's funny because you know seeing them from when they were the Wyatts. Oh god! No, Chronicles great. Yeah, but now, now look, they, this is the best they've looked physically. Like from the time when they were the Wyatts till now, this is like the best they've looked physically. They look so menacing, but the gimmick stinks. It's like Wyatt adjacent. No, it's like Freddy Krueger adjacent. It's so uh, bad, but it just doesn't help. They're murdering the Usos. The Usos of the New Day had the greatest program all year long, and that, and now they're just. It's the AOP should have came in to fight them. See, I agree with that wholeheartedly. My big thing with it is so Triple H has made a, a career of just kind of skirting the hammer gimmick because, like, you know, it's the MacGuffin. Like, well, if you put a gun on stage in the first act, you have to use it in the third. Triple H has never really hit anybody with his hammer full on so now you've got dudes with bigger hammers and there are two of them like how like you know at some point oh we're just going to take them out to, we're just going to put them on the ground we're not actually going to hit anybody with the hammer oh no did you see Gabe the agrees. did you see the one uso grab the hammer this week and he clearly dropped it and it bounced oh no I yes didn't, I didn't yes see that. it was I, great i don't pay too much attention to it because I, the thing that really brought me back in was naomi screaming i'm like oh is something going to happen are they finally going to use a hammer no. So I don't think the bar are going to lose to Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt because they've been getting buried lately. Well, th- that means nothing in the WWE. I don't know, but they do believe in the 50-50 rule. I think the bar might get their heat back. Well, they did get buried by Braun and a 10-year-old kid, which I, I'm, I'm big on. And then, they got bar- and then they got buried by the friggin' fashion police. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're going to win it. Like, they're yeah. going to get it. Well, no, technically, if they get a win next Monday, then they could still lose at the actual show. So we're also looking at a cruiserweight champion, another rubber match, Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. I think we, uh, sadly, not sadly, I mean, a lot of people think Mustafa Ali might win it for obvious reasons. I could see them giving it to him. I mean, the, him and Cedric worked super hard. Yeah, but in that Cedric match. deserves it for a little longer than a week. I agree. Yeah, the, too much ping pong. But that's going to be a big happy moment for the crowd. Yeah. I don't know if he's, I don't know where he's from, though. I don't know if he's Saudi Arabian or if they don't care and Vince Man's just like, well, yeah. 
well, well this will work because you know because he's gonna lose when you go home you always get squashed you think home. so I hope that's not where he's from. Uh, so. And then uh, is AJ Styles fighting Nakamura again? Yes. Oh, well, I mean, yes. Maybe, I mean, it could maybe be good. it's a good match until Nakamura hits him in the nuts. No speak English. Yeah, like, I mean, come on. That's just lazy. Does he win in, I mean, I don't know. At this point, what, does he lose again? Like, he might need to win. Uh, maybe, it, it could be a schmoz. And we just move on? Or, I mean, I don't know. I can see him winning. Unless someone interferes, I mean, look, I, I, I'm I'm excited for my brunch pay per view. Like, nonetheless, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm just. Oh, I forgot you work from home. I'm the only one stuck at work. So just so you know, the Is it on in the afternoon. It's, it's on noon, noon, and it's yeah. five hours long with a two hour pre show. Wow. Wait, it's five hours long. Yes. Shit. It's going noon to five. So I have. We just got set up with like TV monitors all throughout. We have we have like twelve monitors with FiOS in the uh, PR area of Verizon, so that it looks like a newsroom. I. Nobody's there on Fridays. We are so taking over all those TVs and just no. looking them up somehow. You know, you know what's what's really funny to me though, because the more I, I, I'm thinking about this, we keep listing stuff. I keep forgetting that there's no women allowed to do this. No, there's yeah. no women allowed. But to be fair, this will be the first sporting event ever in Saudi Arabia uh, where they will have men and women sitting together in the crowd. Oh, that's awesome. That's actually a big. That is huge. That actually is kind of like big. That. That's awesome. Now, is there a a prize for winning the greatest Royal Rumble? Do you get a title shot? You should. I mean, by all rights, it's a it's a Royal Rumble. This this actually will will this count as a Royal Rumble? Yes, it's the world's greatest Royal Rumble. Who wins? <sighs> I don't. Even, I don't even know who's in it at this point. The 50, everyone, everyone there's fifty actually, people. They haven't said. Yeah. Are you taking him from me? You take him. He's ready. He's been a great co-host, by the way. Gabe, I just want to put out there. Gabe was awesome. He only spoke a few times. Yeah, he's psyched. Yeah, dude. You did Who's really going to win the Greatest Royal Rumble, Gabe? Finn Balor. Finn Balor? Finn Balor would be amazing. That would be amazing. I'd like to see that. Too. I could see it because he's an international star, and he probably should have won something at WrestleMania. So, Gabe, where can we find you? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Cookie's Mr. Cookies. On yeah, hashtag Mr. Cookies. Hashtag Mr. Cookie on Instagram. Though, if you yeah, do look Mr. at hashtag cookies. Mr. Cookies, sometimes some other weird stuff comes yeah, up. Yeah, we're not we're not He's responsible for anything else Mama. that's weird that comes up. We didn't test that hashtag before we made it. Yeah, but now you, you kind of sold he on it. It's it. almost a year, so you stuck on something. Yeah, it's his. Belongs to him. Bye, 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 Gabe. Yeah, Good night, Gabe. Good night, buddy. You're welcome next week too. He was great. Yeah, he was. I mean, you probably you'll let you'll hear. Let us know if you hear too much Mr. Cookies on there. But I bet you. You heard yeah. him less than us popping. Yeah. Um, I, God, I like the Finn Balor. I, I like do Finn like Balor. Finn Balor. Yeah. I mean, he's their one of their top guys. Yeah, and, and Elias. He, no. Elias. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to go. They already kind of went weird. Well, they had Shinsuke win it. I don't know. Hey, Harvey, what do you think? Who's winning this? I don't know. I, there's just so much humanity in there. It's. I feel like they're going to try humanity. to and and just do something ridiculous. But Finn would be fun. Finn, it's time. It's, it's a time. great slogan. Finn would be fun. So you got to. We got to be very clear here. So they have not announced who's in it. They haven't even like quizzed. Up. We haven't even like kind of guessed who's going to be in it. There's 50 people. They got fly out 50 wrestlers. They will probably have wrestlers that have wrestled during the night because. Realistically, they got to get they fifty to. wrestlers. Yeah. Um, I would guess they would even have local talent. Local talent, NXT guys. Hey, I don't know if there's wrestling in Saudi Arabia. I mean, it is a very strict country. Yeah, you're right. I found out today. I heard that. Uh, you know, it's like you know how this came to be. 
have like the king or a prince threw like a billion bucks at them and said, I want the greatest Royal Rumble ever. And Vince was like, how much? Okay. Forget the women's revolution. Like this was a complete, like, like they got paid out to do this. Like it's like when a band like Metallica gets hired to do salesforce.com or like the red hot chili peppers, they get thrown a ton of money to entertain 50 people. Like, this is a paid show. There's no, like, tickets. Hey, man, when you back the money truck up, you always find parking. But that's exactly what this is. So I wonder if they have any say in who wins it, too. They might not. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm cute. Get a Kali uh, drop in? I don't know if, like, I don't know how India plays with Saudi Arabia because of the Pakistan thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Politics. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about... I don't know much about Saudi Arabia. I'll be honest. Um, you know, it's I mean, it's one of those ones where I think we're friendly with, we're pretty good with, but it's uh, also obviously a very strict country who doesn't. You know, women were just given the right to vote, not vote, to drive like this year. Yeah. So it is a very intense, not like Turkey or like or or the Emirates, United Emirates. Uh, it's not. Uh, you know, there's no wars or anything, but I don't know. Brock Lesnar's well, going. What about Ray Mysterio? Is supposed to be going. I don't think Ray's going to win, though. I, I, I can't imagine. No, Ray's injured. Ray does have a torn bicep. He's not. No, but he, he said he's going to be. I think he's going to be at this. I don't know. I don't think they're going to bring in any legends unless they get paid. Like, it really is stupid money. Oh, yeah. No, it's. it's <laughs> like, we don't know what it is, but like, you could got to fly these people out there. And like, old people don't want to be in a flight. To, I don't know. It's, 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 I'm curious. It's going to be interesting. I'm very curious. Yeah, me too. But I think they're bringing in NXT. I think they're going to clear out the locker room. I think yeah. it's more going to be mostly internal WWE NXT guys. So I wonder if the girls get the weekend off or so. if they're like shows going on, but it's all the women. I've heard. I would totally go to that. I don't know whether they can't wrestle or if they were to wrestle, they'd have to wrestle head to toe covered. Not like when they wrestled in Abu Dhabi a couple weeks, months ago, where they right. got to wear just uh, full body coverage. I think here they would have to wear a headpiece, and you can't. Re- they don't want to wrestle on headpieces. Head it's gonna be tough. I mean, Lucha I mass, could be wrong, but, but yeah, but you can't just wrestle and like you gotta be trained to wrestle. I think in the, the women mass. just aren't allowed to wrestle there. Yeah, no. I just not allowed to. It's possible. Contact. I've heard both. I've heard both, so I'm not quite sure. But could you imagine what kind of house show that would be? Just all the women. That'd be so cool. They should. That'd be that, would, that would be so. I would. Totally, they I, would I would love to go to that. That'd yeah. be so cool. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, they, they should, should do an event. I'd watch. I'd watch the women's revolution if they if they gave them say SmackDown or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hours. I'd watch. Oh, dude. Yeah. Or women's only pay per view, which TNA has done. Girls Night Out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm completely for that too. Um. All right. What did you? What do you love this week, Hambone? Let's wrap this up. So you know what I'm actually really excited about this week is I've got a new Instagram called Wax Pack Cinema, where I am actually getting old '80s trading cards and I'm showing you a movie card by card uh, over the course of the next year. So right now I'm showing the Goonies, uh, and it's actually, it, yeah, Wax Pack Cinema on Instagram. Uh, you know, every day you get a new scene from the movie The Goonies. It's one of my favorite movies. I love '80s movies. I love old things from the 80s like the trading cards and that said like i couldn't really justify buying a pack a, a box of goonies trading cards unless i did something cool with them so uh, at the end of the movie i'm gonna put out a giveaway and for people who like and subscribe or um, who to repost it i'm gonna just send you the set of goonies cards and then start my next movie ken what do you love this week i too have a new instagram but i'm not ready to talk about it so that's that <laughs> 
But uh, <laughs> I guess I love that I will be uh, in Kearney at Kearney Point this Saturday uh, for the spring morning, the Jersey City Oddities spring morning event. Over 70 vendors, family family friendly event. There's going to be ac- actually activities for kids. Uh, I am one of those 70 vendors, and uh, it's going to be huge. It's free admission. Everyone should come out. And uh, the following weekend, Geekfully 16? 15? Uh, Geekfully 15, I think. And Carney. 15, I think. Har- Harvey, Harvey, bring the kids. Unwinnable.com. <laughs> Geekfully 15. Free admission as well. Harvey, what shit do you love this week? I, well, one of my favorite podcasts is on the WWE Network ah. at 8 o'clock, and that's something to wrestle with. I don't know if it's okay to talk about other podcasts with you. No, so. that's right. Absolutely. We don't care. I love that podcast. So I love it. So now, you know, they sold out. They signed up with WWE. So they're doing um, the video version. It went on demand at 8 o'clock. So after we finish speaking, I'm going to watch and see what Conrad and Bruce are talking about. That's exactly what I'm doing. And Harvey, man, you don't sell out. You just buy in. When they, yeah, pay, right. when yeah. they back up the money truck, you always find parking. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I got I to gotta give big shout out to Erica Martinez for pulling together one of the craziest birthday parties ever on Saturday. She rented out a barn in a haunted abandoned village in where was that Hawthorne? No, no. no not Hawthorne. I, uh, Berkeley Heights. Berkeley Heights. Yeah, I, there was an abandoned village, like uh, in a forest. Um, it was crazy. And then she resurrected the Memphis morticians, who I thought were broken up. Got to see my buddy, uh, my buddy Chris DeSanto, who uh, is the guitar player there. Got to see her do a little pseudo speed crazy thing with uh, awesome. the drummer and uh, Bloodshot Bill. So I really was uh, happy to see a whole lot of people I haven't seen in a while and in a haunted uh, abandoned village in a forest, which I would love to do engagement shoots there, yeah. even though I'm not shooting anymore. If if, if you want to look at uh, a, a gal who did something spectacular for her husband's 40th birthday, look no for, for, uh, further than Erica Martinez. That was one of the best rock and roll birthday parties I've ever been to in my life. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Hands down. So, uh, how can they reach you, Ken? Oh, there it is, my Dark Lord music. As uh, always, you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just about everything. At Curse, K-U-R-S-S-E, at Zombie Gentleman. That's where you should buy all my goods, all of them. Oh, Harvey, how can the kids find you? Incognibrodian. Twitter, we'll talk wrestling, we'll talk why Hogan's never wrestling again, we'll talk about whatever you You need to start an Instagram account. I have an Instagram account. You need to make it more, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> we are, put it out there. We're always happy to have you on the show, and we will probably bring you next year to do your backlash next week. Uh, we're skipping weeks. a week, so in two weeks we'll have you back on and talk about your backlash predictions. And... <laughs> With that, Hambone. You can find me on Twitter at Hambreaker, where I primarily talk about Dungeons and Dragons and pro wrestling. And you can find me on Instagram at Wax Pack Cinema, where I'm going to be showing you the movie Goonies one card at a time. I'm George. You can reach me at GLK Creative on Instagram. You can reach me at GLK Creative on the Twitters. You can find me at cultofgeorge.com. I took a little break because I had a lot of work going on, but I'm coming back hard. 
they digitize all those old life in the bungalows. We got all those old big black columns are coming back into the wild. We are going to uh, maybe get some new interviews. We are going to have fun. Enjoy. Love everybody. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, Rate review, review, subscribe. subscribe. Rate, Rate, review, subscribe. subscribe. With that, oh, Hambone. Oh, wait, we just got. Go ahead, Big Black. No, I was just repeating what you said. Oh, you just. You, you, I thought you were actually going to say something very important, and I failed. Take us out, Hambone. Everybody remember be nice. Aloha. Поломаны крылья, серой болью всю душу свело.